Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Right, all right, all right. Hello, welcome in to the Eric St. Joe podcast. Daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Late start today, and I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. But uh, yesterday I realized when I was podcasting on the Patreon, that I had not mentioned that. And I uh, usually like to have you well-informed. I don't want you... I mean, because you might be like, where's our old pal EZ? And then you worry about me. There was actually one time when I did that years ago where I just didn't start the podcast and took a day off or and with like no information. And everybody went crazy. And I was actually up north and Stu McAllister texted me. He goes, hey, are you Okay. And I'm like, well, yeah, I am okay. What the fuck's wrong with you? Well, you can't just like uh, leave without saying anything. You got to inform people. And I go, oh, fuck, I'm an idiot. So, uh, so I failed to mention that yesterday when I was free podcasting or anything like that. So I did my best to inform you. Uh, today it was um, today's the day where the NFK has a scheduled alt had a uh, scheduled ultrasound at 7:15 to look at his. Uh, uh, cirrhosis liver is really, really doing great though. The fact that I just marvel at this guy, uh, stopping drinking like that. That's not easy to do. He has never looked back. I don't, I don't think he's an alcoholic at all. I just think he likes to drink beer. Uh, hang on coffee. You know how it is. So saved his own life by uh, not drinking anymore. So I'm proud of him. Um, these are all part of the litany of issues that would have killed him some time ago. Had it not been for the passing of his brother that he lived with and then him moving into here, this residence. Uh, the queen of the forest stipulation was okay. Well, yeah, uh, our home is your home. Right, Eric? I go, well, yeah, of course. You see, you can't hesitate. If, if, you, if you hesitate, that sends a message. And you're going to lose anyway. If all these variables are transferred to another family, everything is the same. You got you, dudes wives and then brother-in-law who's you know a little crispy around the edges can't live alone needs to move in and and uh if you're asked your opinion if you go um okay if you do that i mean that's all right but that uh and that pause you're gonna send a message so you got to do what your old pal EZ does. Queen of the Forest says, Kevy, you're moving in with us. Right, Eric? I go, yeah. Fuck yes. It's about damn time. I'm so happy. 
you know, he's part of the landscape here. So I, I, I can't imagine him not being here. I would never not want him here. But even if I was thinking about it, you know, um, and then ultimately being supportive, that little pause, it can fuck you up. Don't do the pause. You're better off just committing. And then if something needs to be worked out later, you can maybe like uh, say, hey, I said that, but can we maybe chit chat about this in private? can do that um so the queen of the forest is like okay the only stipulation is you have to go to the doctor you have to go to the dentist and it's a damn good thing she put all those in place because the things that we have worked on to fix up in our little fixer-upper project the uh reconstruction of the neck which was the degeneration would have paralyzed him, which is why his limbs don't work like yours and mine because he was slowly but surely strangulating, strangling his spinal cord, which was compromised in his movements. And uh, that's probably not going to come back, but still, he's okay. Uh, the mouth with the teeth that uh, with more holes in them than Swiss cheese. Uh, we've been slowly but surely taking care of that problem. The latest, in fact, just the other day, just the other day. Hey, Art. Yeah, 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 buddy. You making an appointment with Dr. Lee? Shit, fuck. I got, I I told you, and he always jams his finger in the mouth. He always sticks his whole hand in the mouth. Like, like I won't understand if he just says my tooth is hurting me. A tooth is hard. His fingers right in his fucking mouth. A tooth is as hard as the lack one, man. The lack of shit. Fuck. I'm like, okay, you know what? Right now. Make that call right now. This is yesterday. Call the dentist. I go, hey, uh, yeah. NFK, another tooth is rotting. He's getting like, every time this happens, he gets yet another root canal with a with a crown on it. The guys get, it's a root canal like every other month. And this all stems from just flat out neglect. I am not, I am choosing not to wash my body. I'm choosing not to go to a doctor. I am choosing not to brush my teeth. That's how this man lived. Uh, we've, we've mastered the shower thing. The showers are a regular thing. Uh, I can report that he is doing well. Uh, the teeth are being brushed because of the he started to brush them. It wasn't until the pain started in his fucking mouth. So I call up yesterday and I make that appointment. And uh, I, uh, I'm i explaining it to the lady on the phone. Now, I know what it is he's told me. But he, he comes walking in the room while I'm on the phone. This is minutes after he just told me about it. And he comes in and he's like, It's this one. It's this one back here. He's got his second finger in his mouth. It's this here. And I'm like, Yep. Yeah. Uh, hey, I got it. I'm going to tell her right now. Okay. Walks away. Uh, so we got it. We got that going for us today. Uh, the ultrasound on the liver. I'm sure there will be no change from the last one. Uh, cirrhosis is wild because 
it's um you know he was diagnosed a year ago immediately stopped uh drinking it it's too once those cells start to change in your liver and then um once you 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 have it you can't unring the bell and then every little bit of alcohol that passes through your bloodstream and touches your liver it kills more cells it's changed everything and it's you know like creeping bent grass in your backyard and it just slowly destroys the liver. She goes, never again are you to drink. And he goes, okay. So he's been doing great. I'm so happy. Uh, the blood work looks good. He's as fit as he possibly can be. Uh, we're driving home. He goes, hey. Sticks his finger back in his mouth. Hey, can, can you, I got this in or jail. It's hurting. Because the appointment's not till Monday for the dentist. It's too it's hurting. Can you get me through our jail? Yeah. So I got home. I actually got home early. I could have started the show early, but I had to go by fucking Origel. And then he just like <laughs> puts it on. And you want to talk about Pooh Bear points. I see one of you on there wrote Pooh Bear points times 1,000. It was uh, Chris in Buffalo. Boy, you're right, man. Uh, she wrote today. Thank you for always taking care of my brother. I appreciate more than you know. I love you. Now, I mean, seriously. Now, I wanted to wreck it. I wanted to write, okay, does that mean we can try anal? Now, I don't really want that, but I just thought that that would be funny. I did not, though. I, I just wrote, that's so sweet. Thank you for acknowledging um, she says also, now this is double points. She says, could you call Dr. Lee and make it a, make a dentist appointment for his tooth? And I already did. Okay. So I wrote, I did it yesterday. Appointment is on Monday. All set. So I am, I mean, I'm going to really have to fuck up today to lose any Pooh Bear points, you know? Stand by, I got to drink this coffee. Maureen writes, my son's dear friend just died. He was an alky. He had cirrhosis and all that goes with it. He was 35. Wow. Holy cow. That is, uh, that's horrible and astonishing that I mean, normally you can survive quite a long time. He must have had the thirst from a young age and really got after it. That's fucked up. Yesterday, holy fuck, we had a hell of a day. We got that free Patreon. Uh, we got the free podcast done. That was fun as it always is, like we're having right now. And then... um. I went over to the uh, YMCA. I met with Team Knuckle Dragger. Actually, no, I met with them the day before. I haven't seen them in a while. I walked up to those two and I go, hey, where you been? Where you been? And they just laughed. And uh, because I knew I hadn't been there. Now, I again went on that treadmill. I posted a video of me on the treadmill. Doing the knees over toes deal. Now, I actually, I want to show it to you. So that you can kind of understand exactly what is going on here. 
when that treadmill is not engaged and not on, like if you you can uh, you can actually move the um, belt with just by pushing with your feet, and there's enough resistance that it provides. Uh, you have to put quite a bit of effort into it to move that belt. You know, uh, when you're doing it backwards like that, with all of the um, uh, all that you're doing to make that to make that work, you really are stressing and strengthening your knees. Okay, now I want to show this, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Everything's weird. All right, there it is. That's not what I want to show you. It's all fucked up. I, I, I've never really mastered this. I, I do have the same problem uh, when I'm, I'm doing the uh, Patreon podcast. God damn it. Well, fuck it. Anyway, uh, that went great. I was able to... The first day I tried this, I was able to jog 0.25 miles. And then I stopped. I said, I don't want to, I don't want to push it. Uh, Yesterday I did 0.35 miles. Awesome. Get done, race home, finish up getting my clips for who are these free beers and who are these Zanes. And then 5.30, we get after it. 5.30 and we went till after 8.30 of podcasting. All of it live. The first time we ever did who are these Zanes and who are these free beers live, but that was fun. So if you are a tier two member on Patreon, you've, you may have already seen it, but we unpacked a lot of shit on those shows. Absolutely a, uh, a full on, a, a full day of Patreon uh, broadcast. And uh, then the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which was just so much fun. My God. The hits just kept on coming. Uh, Ryan writes, do you find that earning, let's say, a month's worth of Pooh Bear points can be undone as fast as the most minor fuck up or misstep? At least I do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's kind of like gas prices, how it takes forever for the gas price to lower. And that, that benefits us. That's the way Pooh Bear points are. But, you know, after a month of it dropping from let's say three fifty a gallon to three dollars a gallon, then the next day it'll go after that after it drops to three bucks, one day's time it'll go up to three sixty. That's how pool air points are. And it'll jump for the most minor thing, like uh, it, it rained for one day in Texas. So all the refineries go offline. That's a, that's a that the most pure uh, metaphoric example that I can give you about Pooh Bear points. Bust my ass to fill up the coffers, and then with just a glance, everything gets all fucked up. You just lost all your Pooh Bear points. Fuck. That's how it goes. All right. It is hot as hell in the Southwest. 
I keep hearing the great state of Michigan being referred to as an oasis state. And, all right. Death Valley, which is a spot in California, Furnace Creek is what it's known as, where because of the way the mountains lie and the way that uh, portion of uh, California is actually below sea level by like 300 feet, and I don't know what the fuck, it gets incredibly hot. The hottest recorded temperature ever on planet Earth was there. 134 degrees was set in like 1917 or 1918. Today, they're supposed to flirt with 130. 130. Considering that in Michigan, if you have a really cold spell where it's in the teens and then it pops up to 30 degrees, we're like, oh man, fucking warm. 130. Uh, On my oven. You can set the temperature at like that low to keep food warm. Well, not quite that low, but not much more. Holy shit. Phoenix, 117. Uh, Michigan, right now it's 65. We just had uh, rain all night. We needed that. It was fantastic. I love it. We need need a bunch of rain. It rains at night. Fucking great. Today is going to be awesome. Uh, winners here have become, because uh, of um, global warming, winners here are less of a problem in Michigan. And that's why this is just an oasis state. Michigan is going to be like Southern California in our lifetime. Like San Diego, you know, like San Diego and, and anything on the shore is like temperate all year long. It's not too hot. It's definitely not cold. Michigan in our lifetime is going to be like San Diego. You watch. Your property values are going to skyrocket as uh, everybody's going to be flocking because if they don't, they're going to die. So fucking a, this is my plan. I am hoping and praying for more global warming. We really need to amp up our carbon uh, footprint. We need bigger. You mean, I need you to run your lawnmower on the ozone action day. And uh, if we increase those greenhouse gases everywhere else, uh, the temperatures are going to rise and Michigan's going to be even more perfect than it already is. And then everybody, if they don't move to Michigan, is going to die. So the nine and a half million people that live here is probably going to like quadruple. And then I'm going to sell my house for about eight times its value than it is right now. And right now it's at a good value. So I'm going to sell my home for millions of dollars. And then I'm going to go up north, even further north, north, where it's more, even more of an oasis because it's further north. And I'll, I'll build a, a house there. That's what, that's the plan. That is my retirement plan. So instead of saving for uh, when you get old and your 401k in order to ensure plenty of money when I get old, when I retire, when I get more old, I'm already old. Uh, it involves increasing our greenhouse gases to up the property value so that when all these fucking, the rest of the states, there's going to be like uh, 35 of the states where people cannot live. It'll be uninhabitable. Flooded, hot as hell, dust bowl, 
uh, a low of 140, fucking come to Michigan. It's 70 degrees all year long. You're going to love it. Some of this may be complete fallacy and nonsense. Uh, Ashley asks, when is Florida going to sink? I don't think it sinks. I think it just gets over overwhelmed with water, you know, as the sea levels rise from all this heat. No glaciers. We don't need the fucking glaciers. Come on now. Uh, all right. Boy, I'm concerned because um, I can't get my uh, video to work today. That might fuck me up on the show. Let's see if we can try that again. I don't want to share that story yet. I want to share a different story with you. Damn it. Ah. No? This is embarrassing. So, Chris says, I just got a brand new AC from Joe Martinez. Bring on the heat. Oh, big time. All right, this is knees over toes. Audio check, video check. Finally got it right. Here we go. Toes, baby. Knees over toes. That's what I do for 10 minutes. One more time. Knees over toes, baby. Knees over toes. That right there for 10 minutes is bulletproofing your old pal EZ's knees. Then I do these tibial raises where you basically just lean against the wall with your feet out and your heels together and you bring your toes up towards you and hold it for like three seconds and bring it down. It strengthens this muscle on the front of the, uh, of the shin. Some of you may know the name Andrew Swoford. S-W-O-F-F-O-R-D. I'm sorry. Anthony Swoford. Anthony Swoford is the same age as your old pal EZ, but he's much more of a man. Hold on a second. Darla! No. Swoford, at about 20, maybe a little bit before that, uh, enlisted in the Marines. Uh, He then was... um, Deployed during the first Gulf War when the Iraqis invaded Kuwait and we rushed in to help them and we liberated Kuwait. The first Gulf War. Well, Anthony Swolford, uh, his experience in the military, he wrote a book about it. Came out in the uh, early 2000s. Bestseller. A ton of people read it including a famous uh, uh, a director, screenwriter. I don't know who the fuck came up with it, but uh, the book was called Jarhead. Uh, they made a film out of it starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal played Anthony Swolford. Uh, this is a classic um, young man going off to war tale and how... Uh, military service, especially wartime, can have an adverse effect on one's mental well-being. Book was a bestseller. Film was a hit. And uh, 
Off we go. The book is in libraries in schools. Uh, some of the book is quite graphic, describing military activity. And you might have uh, some of the parts are, uh, I guess, could be described as dirty. Which, I don't know what happened along the way where we have to completely shelter kids from anything that might be sexual in nature. I mean, if you were to go back and look at the long history of books in our uh, in our schools from uh, decades gone past to now, there have been plenty of things that have been like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm reading this. And I say good. You know, um, these uh, young people are getting to a point in the transitionary years where they're going to be making adult decisions. Uh, who gives a shit if they read something that is uh, reasonably adult in nature? Uh, it's not like these things were done to titillate, to actually uh, uh, arouse them. It's part of the story, uh, such as the case with a book like Gender Queer. I mean, that was not exactly the thing that I would want to see, but, and very much an adult topic, but... I mean, people need to understand that uh, young people, uh, though they're though they're young, they're they're being exposed to adult-like things all the fucking time, and I don't think that the answer is to uh, give school boards and and uh, organizations the right to ban books. But here we are. Anthony Swolford found out the author that the Hudsonville, Michigan the city I live in, in Ottawa County, uh, schools have banned the book Jarhead. And he's pissed off. Uh, This actually happened in May, but I wasn't made aware of it till just now. Uh, And thank you very much to, um, for, for pointing me in the, uh, in the right direction on this story, Rebecca. But, Three of the school board members of the, uh, of the seven, um, they, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Yes. Of the seven, three of them are, uh, influenced by Ottawa impact. One was already on the board and she's in lockstep. And then two more were supported by Ottawa impact and they, they won their seats. So, Ottawa impact is affecting our local county commission and our school boards. And if you were to look at all the area, Ottawa County school boards, you'll see various people who are part of Ottawa impact. And they're very bullish about, um, having their way with, uh, curriculum and making sure that the bullshit that we hear about from Ottawa impact is maintained now in our schools. So, the school board has uh, put together a, um, uh, excuse me a second. There's a Darla issue. Hey, no, come here. They have a, a group, a panel of like parents and maybe other educators who, uh, if, if a, a parent gets bummed out by a book, says, wait, I want you to review this one. And that happened with the book Jarhead. 
So they reviewed it and they voted four to three to leave the book on the shelves. Uh, but that's not stopping the school board. They've, they decided to ignore that and pull the book jarhead. That has led to Anthony Swolford publishing, uh, publishing a piece uh, in the Daily Beast about this exact thing. Culture warriors ban my memoir about being a young Marine. He writes, it turns out even straight white male veterans are not immune from this idea. Censoring madness. Hold hold on. I got to take care of something here. What is it? Okay. Sorry. Today's weird because I keep getting interrupted in the time. See, normally when I start the show at eight, Darla just goes to sleep, but she's wide awake right now and she's distracting uh, me massively. So I apologize for that. Let me break down this article from Swolford about what has happened to him and how Ottawa Impact has, uh, has, has prompted him to want to write this, this article for the Daily Beast. Uh, he writes, it was my first time. Uh, hold on a second here. God damn it. Everything is fucking up today. I apologize for this. Damn it. He writes, it was my first time. The experience was not as sexy as the first R-rated movie I snuck into. Sorry, guys. Just one of those moments. Suddenly, I can't read the article, so I have to read it off of my phone. Let me just jump to this portion. In the last few years, the number of banned books has risen at an alarming rate. The targets of this dangerous trend have overwhelmingly been authors of color and members of the LGBTQ plus community whose books deal with issues of identity and equality. The kinds of books that might save a young person's life, which I'm glad he wrote that. And then he says, as a straight white male writer who has written almost exclusively about the military and warfare, I might have thought my books were safe. But recently, in Ottawa County, Michigan, the Board of Education for Hudsonville Public Schools voted 4-3 to three to ban my book, Jarhead, from the high school library. Apparently, the, the place is a hot mess of MAGA intrusionists, an area traditionally very Americana, genteel, and self-styling in brand, but newly mired in the divisive politics that have been seen popular, that have seen popular and, uh, and acclaimed books banished from library shelves across America. In the fall of 22, the MAGA insurgents on the school board introduced a new policy that's influenced by Ottawa Impact, uh, allowing any school district community member to object to the presence of a book in a school library. A, a citizen apparently had Jarhead, my best-selling 03 memoir about being a Marine in the first Gulf War, in their culture warrior sites. And it was the first book to undergo the district's removal process. The objections included that the book was quote, an extremely violent, vulgar porno diatribe, which sounds like just the kind of book 
a teenager investigating war might need to read. The seven-person academic advisory committee made up of teachers, parents, and administrators read the book and unanimously recommended to the school board that Jarhead remain in circulation. But at a two-hour May 15th meeting on the proposed Jarhead removal, the board voted four to three to yank the books from the stacks. Swolford writes, Jarhead had been checked out a mere 21 times in 20 years of circulation at Hudsonville High School. I have no idea who those young readers were, but I doubt that any of my content or language damaged them or compromised their morals. Most often denounced is the, quote, field fuck hazing scene in which, for the benefit of gathered reporters, while we were decked out in full nuclear biological chemical protective gear in 1990, we simulated rough gay sex on a number of fellow Marines. This bit of drama might be shocking to civilians, but to Marine grunts going to war in 1990, it was just another day at the desert office. And it's too, and it's damn funny. It would be years before I understood the homoerotic nature of the hazing and the meta layers of meaning in terms of who, what, and why we were symbolically fucking. But over the years, many bright teenagers have offered me layered. All right. He has a word here that I have never seen before. This is this guy's wicked smart. Uh, bright teenagers have offered me layered exegesis. I'll spell it. E-X-E-G-E-S-E-S. They've offered me layered exegesis. Exegesis. It's weird to say. I feel like I'm like, I know this word, but I can't say it. He says that Chris says that means an in-depth explanation. So I'll just use that. How does that sound? Uh, over the years, many bright teenagers have offered me in-depth explanation concerning that scene, noting the sexualized self and group harm and release. We are performing out of frustration, fear, and excitement and in service of a carnal combat-centric camaraderie. Yes, parents, it's homoerotic. But so what? So is Sesame Street. I don't know about that. Who knows? Who cares? Other complaints addressed by the committee and board were that the book was unpatriotic and offensive to veterans. Uh, Swolford continues veterans who don't agree with my take on war and warriors are often staunch defenders of my right to tell my version of that. Most Americans of stories, a young man going off to war. Many veterans would be offended that someone took the liter Liberty of being offended for them and banned the transmission of the ideas within the book's covers. So Wolford writes books 
well, good books, are first and foremost ideas. Shortly after our founding as a country, racial equality became the most dangerous idea engaging the body politic. This remains true today. But other dangerous ideas now apparently include voting rights, bodily autonomy, and the concept that there are more views than one concerning how and why America fights wars. Given that the U.S. is currently involved in a proxy war with Russia, something I've said many times, uh, in which we have spearheaded all aspects of the Ukrainian war effort by providing huge amounts of cash, weapons, systems, ammunition, intelligence, cyber warfare capabilities, everything short of traditional soldier boots on the ground, it seems like a good time to ensure student access to all points of view concerning warfare. The metronomical pace of America's conduct of armed conflict means that today's high schoolers will be in their 20s. Shit. Page just reset. Hang on, give me a second here. I love this article. I love I am so happy that Rebecca shared this. Fuck, where is it? We'll be in their 20s when our armies again hit a foreign shore for another little war. When I started writing Jarhead, I had nothing about uh, my war other than RAND reports. He says, I had read nothing about my war other than RAND reports. Newspaper articles and the various officer memoirs that invariably follow every conflict. I had modest goals for my first book. I didn't think about sales numbers or a movie option or foreign rights and invitations to international book fairs. I didn't even know those things existed. Still, heavily inhaling the fumes of pretension, I earned it at my MFA writing program. I wanted only to make art. I thought I possessed a number of unique and original insights about the making of young Marines and going to war and what combat does to a young psyche and soul. I thought that on most days, I thought that on most days I could manage to turn out a page or two of good sentences. I wrote the best book I could. I wanted my book to teach young people things about war that I hadn't been taught or hadn't wanted to learn about when I was a 17-year-old looking to escape a dull suburban life that felt like a prison. I wrote an honest book, and I thought that that honesty would be the book's spine and help sustain it in the world. Three more paragraphs. Thank you for bearing with me. I feel it's important. That 20 years later, a politically stacked school board can over a matter of a few months and one two-hour meeting cancel access to my work and the experiences of me and my fellow Marines feels deeply un-American. But perhaps now I have a new group of comrades, band writers, E.B. Zoboy, Reina Telgamir, Laura Steven, John Steinbeck. The ranks will grow. The book bans will keep coming. Although, as in Ottawa County, Michigan, the banners like to play with language and call them removals because that must sound less restrictive. Make no mistake, they are banning books, but really they are restricting access to ideas And when one small group of people ban a larger group of people's access to ideas, we are in for a closing of the American mind. What begins with banning books ends with a firescape of constitutional rights ablaze, but the fire is already here on your block. 
my town, Hudsonville, Michigan, my county, run by psychopaths. This is what we have. And every day, this heats up even more. This community is becoming more and more the center of all that is wrong with America. Article after article is being published about our community. And all that had to happen was this wild bunch of weirdos taking over and running roughshod through the commission and the school boards. I, I think it's everyone's fault in the lack of voter turnout and being asleep at the wheel. And, but I don't know if that's going to happen again. I firmly believe that the county is going to uh, respond in kind. Uh, the people that have taken hold to the positions of power and are influencing the schools in ways that they shouldn't and influencing the county in the ways that they shouldn't, uh, the time is coming. This too shall pass. I believe that. Uh, Aram asks, is Moss not pro-military? Um, I, I don't know that. I have no idea. But I think trumping any of that would be the idea that um, the people that run school boards now, people that run the county now, are maybe a little bit drunk with power. And the idea that they can take a book like Jarhead, written by a white former Marine veteran, and they can go, oh, man, yeah, we got to ban this book. There's a uh, part that's uh, where there's like homoerotic uh, shit going on when these guys were fucking around in the desert. Like what I just read. We must ban the book. Oh, my God. Uh, Stevie writes, this pisses me off so much. Hang on a second, folks. We're getting a uh, phone call coming in. Uh, hey, hang on, stand by. I'm uh, getting my technical uh, equipment ready. Uh, hello, welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Who's this? Big Fred Zane, this is the President of the United States, Donald Trump. Mr. President, how are you? Doing tremendous. Have you heard this wonderful news that the Ottawa Impact has banned Jarhead. You've heard this, I assume. <laughs> now, Mr. President, that doesn't sound like good news to me. What? Uh... Oh, it's tremendous. It's tremendous. I think they ought to ban all books. You know, I think I think there should be maybe no books, except for maybe my book. <laughs> I wrote maybe the best book. Well, this is quite a coincidence. I, You know, I didn't see this coming from you, Mr. President, because, I mean, this, this guy is, uh, he's a legend. He's a military uh, veteran, and he's... Uh, these are all things you should like. He, uh, he, he, he killed some of the bad guys. What, what's wrong with his book? Well, I mean, maybe he killed bad guys. We don't know. I mean, we're going by his word, which is, we don't know if it's a good word or a bad word. We don't know. You know, probably I would think Obama would have had something to do with, with probably pushing his books out. I have no idea, but it sounds like something crazy that would have happened during the Obama administration, and you know, it's totally crazy, these military operations, by the way. I have documents about some of the best operations. Oh, I yeah. think those should be published. Yeah, those were the ones that you unclassified, wasn't it? Totally unclassified. They're so unclassified, you wouldn't believe how unclassified they are. And I, I think you described it as all you need to do is think it, and it changes from classified to unclassified. 
Well, it's true. It's true. You know, thanks to your late show, I'm able to enjoy your program today. I noticed you're also talking about maybe Michigan being the future refugee climate or whatever. Yeah, yes, yes. All, all the rest of the nation is turning super hot. So we got to, we got to, we got, everybody's going to move here. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. I don't know about that. I mean, there's so much science and you know how much I know about science that maybe says global warming, totally fake. Totally fake news. You've, you've bought into the hyperbolic front. Now you're out there spreading fraudulent information about climate change. It's terrible what you're doing. So you think I should be banned, Mr. President? Am I am I giving up fraudulent information? I should I should not be uh, I should be asked to stop. Well, I think you should be. I think you should totally be. I mean, you're always fraudulating around all this information about different things that is so fake. You've become part of the fake news media mainstream, and it's so bad what you're doing. So, it's so bad. Okay, so you were listening, and you said, I got I to gotta commit and, and fix big fraud. Uh, it, put him on the right path, right? Well, I mean, if you wanted to blame anyone, I guess, for climate change, it's probably Joe Biden. You know, his administration has done such terrible things. The wildfires, the tornadoes, the heat. Definitely, by all of those, by all means, Joe Biden probably administrated all that himself. I mean, because we had such wonderful weather when I was president, you uh, might remember. Okay, so you're suggesting that the second he took office, he has wrecked the planet. Oh, yes, he's turned on those solar panel farms and the windmills. Those windmills are terrible. I've told you about those before. They're terrible what they're doing to the environment. The birds, they get all confused. Terrible things happen when those windmills and, and solar farms are online. Okay, so if you are uh, elected, and by the way, uh, being that you're facing an indictment right now and you've, you've been charged, but if you, and, and if, you, if you happen to win, that, will that be part of your executive orders, uh, uh, tearing down the solar panels and the windmill farms? Well, I think so. I think so. And we did so much in the first four years, which was maybe the best four years of American history, better than Lincoln, better than Washington. But, you know, you think about you think about the wonderful things that I did, you know, destroyed NAFTA, you know, Clinton. By the way, you talk about documents. He had the socks. Let's not forget about the socks. Clinton had the socks. And, you know, George W., he probably took, I mean, he killed, he killed innocent people like Saddam Hussein. Wait a minute. Saddam Hussein is innocent. Are you kidding me? He was a dictator. He might've been a dictator, but you got to admit he was holding ISIS back. He was totally holding ISIS back and, and George W. Bush, he, he came in there and said, I got to finish daddy's little Gulf war. And he went in there and he totally, <laughs> totally de-escalated and destroyed an entire society. You make a good point. I mean, uh, when you think about it, uh, at, at, per, I'm starting to sound like you. Um, yeah, Saddam did hold ISIS back. That's interesting. Of course he did. And, and, and I had to go in and destroy ISIS. Right. I had to do it, of course. And I did such a beautiful job destroying ISIS, which is, I mean, really why we should ban books. I think that every book should be banned. I mean, okay. why do we even need to be bothered to right. read Right. It? All right. Now, what, what did you say about Clinton? Socks? What What the hell were you talking about, Clinton? Well, of course, because Bill Clinton, of course, you got to remember blowjob Clinton. He went in there and he took he took things. He he hid things when he left White House in his socks. Look it up. His totally so crazy. His socks. 
In his socks. He totally took things in his socks. I don't know. He might even have had White House socks. He might have taken them. I don't know. All right. So classified documents, socks, it's all the same to you. It's totally the same. I mean, they move you out so fast, by the way, Big Fraud. They move you out. They put everything in boxes. I had so many things in these boxes. I had golf shirts. I had pants. And these documents. The, the, the documents. In there, totally. You know, I wasn't about to hand that over to the FBI. No. Mr. President, uh, I, I, I got to run. I appreciate you listening at this late hour, and I'm very, very happy to have you here in attendance. You call me anytime, okay? Of course, Big Fraud Zane. You're doing such a wonderful job. And don't worry about the books. They're going to be totally bad. You don't even need to worry about a terrible book, terrible movie. Okay. This <laughs> hangs up again. Oh, that was uh, that was a pleasant surprise. Well, there you go. That's what's up. It is a Thursday. Uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers is going to be joining us shortly. But first off, uh, a reminder that if you are enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, um, you the only way to get the full show is on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. So you go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live, or you download the Twitch app and then search Eric Zane Live. And then there I am. Hit the follow button, then you'll know when I go live, and then you don't get interrupted, Facebook, because I'm going to interrupt it for Facebook. I'm going to kick you guys out. Uh, because I want you to go to Twitch. It's simple. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live, or download the Twitch app, search Eric Zane Live. You can... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Darken the screen and still listen. Run it through your Bluetooth if you want it. Want the show live. Some of you don't care. You get the show, the pre-recorded audio podcast, because this becomes that audio podcast on the free platform. Um, but if you ever want it live, uh, still, regardless, follow me, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Uh, Patreon is there for you. If you need more to listen to and you want to support the show on ad-free listener-supported Patreon, you can check it out for seven days free. This is the perfect time to sign up because we just had our third episode of Who Are These Free Beers yesterday. I haven't yet made the audio of that available. I will very soon. Uh, we also did another edition of Who Are These Zanes? That was show number 30. And the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, all on Patreon. So you sign up at patreon.com slash Eric Zane, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Eric Zane and, or download the Patreon app and search my name and sign up for free. You don't need to even worry about it. You do have to put a payment form in because when that seven days expires, you'll be charged. But if before that seven days you cancel it, you're good to go. And I'm even doing this. Uh, so if you sign up, you could, if you want immediately cancel it. And you're going to get the seven days, but I'm banking on you're going to like it. So then you'll sign up. So whatever you want to do, try it for a few days. And if you're like, yeah, I, I can get behind this. I can support this and just let it ride five or 10 bucks a month. And you get uh, hours and hours of content every week. You can also subscribe by the year and I will reduce it by 10%. Patrick just did this in South Carolina. What is 120 for a, a year for a tier two membership is 108. What is 60 bucks for a tier one membership, which is all of the audio, is 54. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. So, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. Uh, YouTube, Jesus. YouTube, 
I'm kicking you out. Uh, Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. The open and live stream of today's show brought to you by Berlin Raceway. There's racing this weekend, and I want you to sit with me at Berlin Raceway. Uh, festivities get started at 6.30 on Saturday. Now they've got a two-night event, Friday and Saturday at Berlin. The Super Modifieds are in town. Those are the cars that have the crazy giant wing on the back. They stay glued to the track, so they're they're going to go faster than anything you've ever seen. Average speeds for what they normally run uh, at Berlin is about 100 miles an hour. These go about 125 on average with top speeds coming out of turn three of about a 140. Holy shit. On a half-mile track, less than a half-mile track. My God. I will see you Saturday. So buy the tickets, berlinraceway.com. Get a group together. 15 and under free, parking free, coolers welcome. Bring your snacks, no alcohol, no glass. And then when you buy the tickets and you're walking in, message me. EZ, where are you all sitting? I'm going to come sit by you. We'll plop our asses down together and have a great time. Berlinraceway.com. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, wants to get a mortgage for you. It doesn't matter where you are in the U.S. They are everywhere. They are the country's largest, number one rated in the mortgage industry, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505 from sea to shining sea. Whether it's your first mortgage, that's a scary time, or your 10th mortgage, you've done this so many times, you're like, yeah, just let me sign the shit. Yeah, at that closing, I have a stamp with my name and I don't even pick up a pen because I'm all about time efficiency. So they go, all right, signature, boom, boom, boom. I'm in and out of there in three minutes. And then they like, whenever I would get a refi, and I've done this many, many times, like I recently went, not not recently, a few years ago, I dropped it from a 30-year to a 15-year. Best thing I ever did. It was before the mortgage rates jumped up with the pandemic. This is before the pandemic. I got that fucking rate down to like a fixed 15 year of, I think, 3.35%, which is nuts for a mortgage. And uh, I've been through it so many times. I had my stamp. And then the uh, folks from the title place are like, here, uh, let's explain this. I go, you know, don't even. Let's just get this done. I don't care. Whatever you tell me, I'm not going to listen. I'm going to sign all this shit. You're going to give me the super long folder with the long documents, and I'm going to throw it in a fucking shelf, and in a few years, I'm going to burn it on the fire. Yeah, but we got to tell you, don't. Just pretend you did. Okay, sign. Stamp, stamp, stamp. Three minutes later, we're done. I'm the best customer. It's all about time efficiency. Anyway, call Mario, 231-332-6505. In fact, I recommend you uh, sucking it up and getting into a 15-year mortgage. You may have started with the 30. Go get a 15 because you're going to save tens of thousands of dollars in interest over the life of that loan. You're going to pay that off so much quicker, especially if you're an old fuck like me 
you don't want to be retiring with a mortgage. You want to retire with you own the house. Okay. So get into a 15 year with Mario. You'd be surprised. You can get a much lower rate on a 15 year. Figure it out. I don't give a fuck if you got to do DoorDash to make that nut every month. Pay that shit off. And then pay even more than the 15-year nut each month. Put another couple hundred in there. You can drop that thing down to like 10, 11 years if you do it right. All right. That's your Eric Zane Show podcast mortgage advice. 231-332-6505. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Ryan says, I got mine down to 1.99% 15-year beat you big fraud. Well done. That is fucking great. Holy shit. How long have you been paying on that 15-year? Borculo Josh says, ours is similar. Plan is to have it paid off in 10. You motherfuckers are killing it. I'm proud of you. Can you imagine being the age of you guys, which is considerably younger than your old pal, Big Fraud, and you've paid off your house? Holy shit. Keep it up. I'm proud. Maureen says, easy. You should have asked Trump if he would be available for Trump on sports during the huge show today. 
I brought it up to Bill. I go, do you want to do Trump on sports? He goes, no, that's your thing. Your thing is Trump on sports. Um, Aram says, Trump seems to be warming up to big fraud Zane. Ashley says, the hang up, classic. No, that's that's like my favorite part of the whole fucking thing when he hangs up on me. Aram says, Trump's always the very best part of the show when you think about it. And the best part of the show when you think about it. Let's see what you did there. Uh, Chris writes, with all the content on Patreon, it makes training for the Grand Rapids Marathon a lot more enjoyable. Speaking of Grand Rapids, is backwards treadmill guy going to get you healed up to do the race with Michael Ball again? Cannot say. Cannot say. I'm taking that day by day. I don't even want to get that far. Right now, my goal is to avoid pain. Uh, Chris in Maine says, good morning, Zayner. Caught up on Dear Meathead while you were out this morning. The joke that MH beat diabetes and that the only limbs he lost were by his own doing. Big pop. I don't know what that means. The joke that, oh, I got it. MH is Meathead. I couldn't figure out what that was. The joke that Meathead beat diabetes and the only limbs he lost were by his own doing. The joke. You liked the joke, I guess. Okay. I know Joanne liked it. Chris says, I like your joke, dick. Uh, Eric, you should challenge Mike Ball to a backwards race. No, I'm not challenging anybody to a race. I'm not challenging anything. All right. What a day. I cannot believe they banned the book Jarhead. A white dude, former Marines book got banned. This is getting out of hand. Unbelievable. Oops. Called the wrong number. I called my dad. Must have been in my head. Uh, let's bring in Kyle from Dumpster Divers for another edition of Dumpster. Uh, let's kill with Kyle. I shouldn't even be saying Dumpster Divers because he he, he was not signed up as a sponsor. All right, no. Exactly. Yo, man. What's up, dude? Hey, listen to this. I had a uh, I had a sponsor cancel because of shit that I was saying. Oh yeah, yeah. It was uh, because I I make fun of uh, people uh, because I make fun of Republicans. He got all butthurt about that. Oh really? Yeah. That's freaking awesome, dude. I'm I'm very happy that that it went that way. He's a nice enough guy, but it's just fucking stupid. That you know? is, yeah, I don't, I mean, yeah, especially like political parties, like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Why, why are we, why are you identifying that hard as a Republican that you got mad? At, you well, know? yeah. And, and he's like, and I, and I, he didn't even declare that he was a Republican. He just said that a lot of his people that patronize his business are Republican. So okay, he okay. can't, he can't risk it. And I was like, dude, that is such bullshit. What a what a soft ass thing to do. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Like, that's just like, a, do you have like some sort of cancellation policy where you're just like, yeah, you're gonna have to pay me the whole thing? Oh well, he already paid me, so I already spent it, so that means it's mine. That's the policy. Yeah, hell yeah, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's a that's a bummer, dude. I uh, hopefully that don't hurt too much. Uh, no, it's not that bad. In fact, it wasn't that expensive what he was paying for. He was the studio sponsor. It was 150 bucks a month, which brings this up. It should be the Dumpster Diver Studio for 150 bucks a month. Oh, I see what you're saying here. So there, um, I, can't, I can't remember what you called it. Uh, it Fear Bunker Studio yeah, or it, something? Yeah, it was the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. It would be the Dumpster Divers, uh, whatever we could call it, studio. It'd be the dumpster diver studio, and I could like do the show from a fucking dumpster. That'd be sick, dude. Just build you. We could just build you like a dumpster out of cardboard and just put it behind your camera yes. and shit. You, you're like, I'm coming to you live from inside the damn dumpster, ready to suck some cocks. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh fuck. So uh, how how goes it today? What what do you what are you doing today? Yep, I'm just. Uh oh the old shit and then i'm uh, gonna go cut out some uh some ceiling tiles and stuff a little bit later and no just uh some fun stuff all right good deal well so what's going on what do you want to talk about today um so let me tell you this eric zane um hold on let me uh pop this screen back open yeah. um there is basically nothing great happening in the world i'll tell you that um only thing i saw was like some i don't know some lady or something returned a book that was overdue at a massachusetts library uh, for 119 years that's stupid who like yeah. who the fuck would want to talk why, about that why would you why well, first of all i can never figure out why they do that just i mean if it's 100 it's probably worth something sell the fucking thing yeah exactly and, and you know this one guy uh i guess this guy is trying to get into like the, like a world record like the guinness world record for he just has a collection of 70,000 pencils, um, and I guess they're evaluating it to see if it's a record. Come on, dude. It's a record. Nobody's got 70,000 pencils. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the things that, that, they, that they evaluate that are so dumb. I mean, it seems like you could, you could uh, basically formulate any type of idea and say, hey, I'm going to attempt to get in and out of the most dumpsters in a 24-hour period. And you could oh, do that. Sick. And, and you would win. Oh, you know what? I'm going to create one. I'm going to create a record like that. I like I like how you're thinking here, Xan. I'm just shitting ideas, Kyle. That's my thing. I'm just an idea shitter. That's that's what I usually do. You know what I mean? That's the, I'm usually the idea guy um, that will have like no logistical plan for it when right. I say it. Yeah. And then I have to come up with it later. <laughs> now, does Emilio ever come up with ideas or is he more of a, you know, fuck that shit? cut you know is he like shooting down the ideas um no i'd say we're actually somewhat equal in like the uh like hey what do you think about this uh like sentence so we, we, we both go back and forth with it i'd say does it happen where the idea flies out of someone's mouth and there's an immediate hell no or is it always well maybe um I would say I would say that we've never done a hell no unless it's like an obvious joke. You know what I mean? Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think we're we're pretty we're pretty uh, accepting dudes. You know what I mean? Okay, I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Do you still have that one employment? What's his, or that uh, one employee? What's the guy's name? Tony. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. He is actually uh, coming back on Monday. Um, he is or from his injury. So. Oh, no. I did. Oh, fuck. I didn't know he got hurt. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, he messed up his uh, uh, ankle by playing with his kids. Um, and so he just been out for a little bit trying to get that dealt with. Because we're like, um, it was like one of those injuries where you're, where you're like, well, we can't just like throw you in a truck and hope it all works out. You know what I mean? Like, right. You can't do that. So, yeah, we've had to, you know, work with the insurance company and go through all that crap. Tyler wrote a joke that I think is funny. And he wrote, the only hell no from Emilio was when he was asked if they should renew their sponsorship on the Eric Zane Show podcast. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. No, it, did, it definitely did not go like that. I know. It went more so like a hell no on the other side. We were like, oh, hell no, but I'm the, the magazine. You I know? know, I know. That, that, that uh, the, uh, the magazine guys got you by the balls. Yeah, they got us. And you, you live, you learn. Yeah, hey, it happens. Have you gotten any business from the magazine? I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Like, I mean, we go to Hudsonville all the time um, and stuff. So, but like. It's not, I don't like people are like saying, uh, at least the people I talk to on the phone, they're not saying like, Hey, we saw you in the magazine. You know, I'm just yeah. assuming that maybe, maybe they did or maybe they did. Right. Like, hey. Specifically, if it's an old person, then I am more apt to believe that they might've read the magazine. So listen to this. I was just talking, I don't know if you were listening during the, uh, you were probably working, but during leading up to this call, there was a story out. You mentioned Hudsonville, the school board banned a book. And, you know, we hear about this from time to time, banning like LGBTQ plus books and shit like that. But they banned a book uh, called Jarhead. Have you ever heard of that movie Jarhead? Yeah, yeah with uh, maybe Jake Gyllenhaal. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. was this was the book written by a white dude, former Marine, about what it's like in wartime. They banned it because there's a couple dirty parts classic here we are fucking the start of fahrenheit 451 baby Ackley, ray bradbury ban the books spurt them yeah straight up i actually loved that book in high school oh my uh, god yeah yes. that's uh that's a bit rough that they're starting to ban those suckers it's like what like oh we're gonna ban this one so we teach the kids how oh, to yeah. turn into foxes and shit well like you get one like the i don't know if you ever had to read the scarlet letter yeah, uh yep. about the chick who liked to fuck so yeah, hey, yeah, baby. <laughs> you know they 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 put the letter on her and shit. So what? I mean that that's what's gonna happen here. These fucking wackos are taking over. Exactly. I know. It's like yeah, dude, you, you can't you can't ban books. You know what I mean? Because even if they're bad, like they're you can learn from them. You know what I mean? Like come on. Do you remember the book called uh, The Catcher in the Rye? Oh, Eric Zane, that's my favorite book of all fucking time, dude. I if love you that want book. A funny, if you want a funny visual, imagine, um, I think maybe we were seniors. I think we were seniors when we read it. Maybe, no, no, no. Maybe sophomore. I don't know. We read it at some point. But um, anyways, a picture of the scene, right? The class is dead silent as we're supposed to read out of the book for 30 minutes. Um, and dead silence is all-consuming. But then you hear me, I don't know, every minute, minute and a half, just chuckling out loud because I fucking love that book, baby. I cracked me up, dude. Yeah. Now that was a great book. In fact, uh, when I was growing up, I uh, I loved the Beatles and I loved that book. So my worlds collided when the fucking guy that shot John Lennon murdered him because of that fucking book. 
Yeah. Oh no, that must have been uh, that must have been a rough like a rough little time for you. Dude. Oh yeah, I was I was conflicted. I was like motherfucker, that guy killed Lennon based because he loved that book so much or some shit. Because I guess the character was talking about being a phony. Uh, people being yeah, phony. Yeah. He thought Lennon was a phony, so he shot him. What a dick. I know. That's fucked up, dude. And then you got your, your good pal, Jared Leto, playing that guy in a movie, you know? Oh, playing uh, uh, the guy who shot Lennon? Yeah, I, there was some movie out there where he was that guy. And he was, like, got all fat and shit. Oh, shit. And then... Uh, I don't, I don't remember what it was called. It might have just been yeah. called, like, sh- shooting Lennon. I don't fucking know. Have you have you watched anything decent lately on TV? Has anything caught your eye that, you want, that you've watched? Oh, I was, I was actually going to talk about this, Saying, Have you seen this motherfucking show on Netflix called, I think, Deep Fake Love? Deep Fake Love? No. Well, you, you wouldn't because there's two things. Number one, it's a reality show, and number two, it's not even in English. But <laughs> here's what you fucking do, Eric. Saying, um, you basically just select the option where they, uh, like, they just hire these people to read what they're saying in English. Yeah. Because that's always the best way to do it. Because those people are not watching the show while they read it, so they have no fucking clue, like, what sort of emotion they're supposed to be using. Okay. But anyways, so here's the premise of the show, right? You and your significant other go on this game show, right? And then you split up um, into different groups. And then um, you go into this room, like, whenever you're supposed to. um, And then you watch video footage of basically your significant other claiming, like, they want to bone somebody else or, like, they are boning somebody else or making out with somebody else. But they're used, they could be using deep fake technology, so you don't know if it's real or not. Oh, all right. He's fucking, I mean, and of course, every fucking person, like, believes it's real. So they get all fucking pissed, and then they go back to their side, and they start boning somebody. And so it's just mass fucking chaos, dude. And then the cherry on top is you've got, like, it's like, I think it's in Spanish, maybe, but, like, something will happen, and, like, some, like, lazy-ass white dude will just, like, like overdub and just be like, oh, no, this is terrible. You know what I mean? It's it's grade-A shit, Eric Zane. So it's funny just to watch the shitty overdub. Yeah, and then you get to watch people be terrible humans, dude. It's awesome. I just finished uh, finished the uh, Murdoch documentary, Alex Murdoch, um, Southern Scandal or whatever the fuck. You know that yeah, guy? That, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I, I want to watch that as well. I have not yet, though. It's a quick watch. It's only three episodes. I, I wish there was more to it, but uh, it it only it they they kind of burned right through it. It was it's pretty remarkable that was that wasn't bad somebody suggested i think linda suggested i watch that very very good yeah i I love shit like that where it's just like real like real shit you gotta like unpack the mystery hell yeah i know it people i was talking about this before people love true crime so much that if you murder like alex murdoch like if he got out of prison right now everybody would love him because he did such a good job killing his family (laughs) for sure dude (laughs) maybe not uh, all right. What else is going on? Anything, any plans this weekend, Kyle, or anything you need to touch on? That's, uh, I do, I do actually believe that I'm going tubing this weekend, which might be the first time in the history of this show that I know what I'm doing this weekend. But, um, here's what I do want to talk about Eric Zane. And I know you fucking are not going to remember this and you're, it's not going to happen, but I have finally secured, um, the ver- or uh, I don't know what you call it, but Blue is going to let me start my yearly tradition now of having a guys weekend. Ah. So my father-in-law's got a little, little property up north, um, 
uh, and it's like perfect setup for like camping, you know, like either a camper or tents or whatever. So we're having a guys weekend up there in uh, late September, and I'm trying to get Eric Zane to fucking come. And dude, is he gonna? No, but I am gonna. No, there's no fucking way. Fuck that. (laughs) No way. Fuck that shit. I just want to hear about it. Oh, yeah, you're going to get some good stories for sure after oh, that weekend. Oh, God damn it. Hanging out with you fucking drunk losers is going to be so annoying. There's no way. Fuck that uh, shit. Dude. No, dude, we're going to be chopping down fucking trees, dude. We're going to be uh, chain-smoking cigarettes, dude. Oh, we don't care. Oh, all the stuff that you don't... It's not even stuff that we do in real life, but, you know, you just got to get all the all energy right. out for those years so you can be a good dad and shit. When is it again? Like probably September, the weekend of September 29th, maybe. And you're going to go where? Uh, like in Baldwin, like Baldwin, Michigan. Oh, area. yeah. they That's right near where the guy, uh, Baldwin Ace Hardware, the guy you canceled, the uh, sponsor. Oh, that's where it is. I yes. Think, this whole time I always thought it was like Baldwin Street. No, <laughs> no. It's Baldwin, Michigan up there with all those fucking hillbillies. Oh hell yeah! Maybe I can avenge. Uh, yeah. I can avenge your marketing death, dude. I can just uh, no. walk into the store and just start start yelling stuff. No, it, it, it. Kenny writes, Kyle should go there and fuck with the guy somehow. <laughs> oh my god! No, all right. Well, I tell you what, I give it a zero percent chance that I will take you up on that. Okay, well that's fair enough. But uh, I will say this. When you are on your deathbed, one thing you can never say is Kyle never invited me no, to fucking no, God. Now, is, <laughs> is it going to be all bros? It's going to be all bros. Oh, yeah. No females, no kids allowed, dude. Oh, We're just growing out. Dude. Oh, my God. That would be so out of my element. I don't know, man. I, I only like hanging around with girls. That's my thing. I kind of hate. Thing, huh? I kind of like hate guys. So, except you. I love you. I love you. No question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but all the yeah, all the people I know or the people that are coming are somewhat like me, so it's gonna. That's why it's gonna be great, dude. We're gonna be fucking chopping down trees, dude. There's a lake. Now, dude. are you? It's, it's is, gonna be great. Is there like a uh, a house that you guys stay on? Do you stay in tents? What do you do? Yeah, so there's like a bunch of campers on the property okay. right now, and then yeah, people can you know tents or whatever. Oh, Actually, you. you know what? I just changed my mind. You can't come because uh, um, I'm just remembering all the recent conversations about maybe wanting to suck a dude's dick. So, oh. Yeah, <laughs> you can't come because I don't want to be breaking up any fights. Dude. <laughs> all right, Kyle, I'll leave it right there. You're the best. All right, love you guys. All right, love you too. See you, man. Deuce, Deuce, Kyle from. Uh, company that may or may not be known as dumpster divers tyler describes it as a good old sausage fest you are correct i understand that at some point during that uh that conversation you may have heard some audio uh that was my fault chris said that's not distracting at all Kenny says audio bleed through. What is that? It was part of the trailer for that show that he was talking about. God, I'm an idiot. Uh, hold that thought. I got to lose this hoodie. Hang on. I'll be right back. Something that your old pal EZ is proud of. At the start of the seven-day free trials for Patreon, I was at an all-time low of 179 supporters on Patreon. The seven-day free trial was just what the doctor ordered. I'm now up 40 since then. 219. That's the highest it's been since a lot, like a year and a half ago. Uh, 
when I first started on Patreon, the first month, like it was January 6, 2019, immediately, within like two, three days, there was 455 people on there. And it's been downhill since. Until now. People get tired. People only want to support a little bit. People hate me. Uh, don't like the content, feel like I'm not doing enough, whatever. There's a million and one reasons. There's always something. In fact, I need to share this with you. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll totally, uh, pull you in behind the curtain. This is actually quite interesting. I think. This is a graph of Patreon. Month one, 300, that's right here on the far left, 383 active patrons. Now, it started, it says 383, but I, I distinctly remember having 455. So maybe they it started that way, and then by the end of the month, it was down to 383. That's, I think, what happened. Month two, it goes down to 375. I remember those days vividly because I was like, at, when I had the 455, I was like, holy shit, those people are going to stay there forever. I'm going to be rich. And then it, it dwindled. And then I remember having anxiety attacks. And then the next month, it dropped down to 315. I was like, oh, no. And this is about the same time that Ben... Uh, took a run at me. Do you remember that time when Ben took a run at me and said that I was uh, 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 a bully in the workplace or some shit? And that's what this precipitous drop, that's what that was all about. And then 298, and then 277, June of 19, six months in, continues to drop. 246, continues to drop. 222, down to 213 in June of 2020. For some reason, it takes off again here. I don't know what the fuck happened. I think this was when I started doing uh, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. That's when it went up. Then it levels off again and then continues to go down. What am I doing wrong? How come I can't get anybody to sign up? 231, August, two years ago. And then right here, this is the Zaniac Exodus. It was at 220. And then it dropped down to 203. The great Zaniac Exodus. And then it kind of slowly dwindled, 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 dwindled. It eventually got down to uh, one of these. It said 179. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was 180. I don't know. But then, right here, is when I started to do the free trial. And it has taken off. And it's because people can try it for free. And then they go, oh, you know what? I think I can, I think I like this. And I also added the new shows. Who are these Zanes? Who are these free beers? That all helped. And now I'm adding who are these Ottawa fascists and who are these Justins? I'll do the, who are these fascists with Stu McAllister once a month. And basically that show, if you don't know, is just reviewing the Ottawa County commission meetings, public comment when the wackos get up there and speak. And then Stu and I sit there and call them fat fucks. Uh, while they're speaking. I cannot wait for that. That's on patreon.com slash Eric Zane. 
Uh, I also want to share this with you. I knew that this was going to be a match made in heaven, and these two would be fast friends. They just strike me as uh, sisters separated at birth. That would be the multi-talented Megan and Allison. Megan from Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Allison from uh, Harbor Humane. Both staunch supporters of this show. And great friends. Allison writes, hey, Eric. Megan and I were chatting this morning. She's going to help me out with uh, some pre-car show donation collecting. Now, if you don't know, Irvine's every year does an awesome car show in their parking lot. And you have to be there with me for this. I love this event. So there's these people that exist in the world that just have badass cars, and they just look for car shows to attend and, um, and just spend a day. Like, what you do for fun, it might be whatever the fuck. Riding a bike, going swimming, going camping, traveling. These people fix their cars up and then show up at these shows. So you got this uh, parking lot is full of awesome cars. And then they're judged and they announce a winner. Uh, and there's always a, um, uh, what do you call it? A charity benefactor. Trucker Dan says, like me with my 74 Chevy truck. Yes. Well, fucking uh, up north, Justin with his orange 1979 Silverado would do very well in this. Uh, uh, we're talking about pre-car show donation collecting for the shelter, Harbor Humane. We are ridiculously low on some key supplies. So I sent her our wish list, and she's going to be putting out a social media email blast. Could you share on the podcast, too? Local audience members, friends, whatever, could drop off key supplies at Irvine's or... We have an Amazon wish list that even the hillbillies in Nashville could order from. She says that with love. And Nashville is kind of like the blanket term for when you're not in the area. There's people all over. But I'll just say people from Nashville. Megan says, I'm making a post. I'll send it to you to share if you'd like, Eric. Tell Kevin I said hi. That is show mom Megan. All right, so now I'm going to share that with you right now because I like to keep them happy. These ladies are on a mission to help Harbor Humane. And uh, I want to do everything I can to help them out. Let's see what we got here. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Our friends at Arbor Humane have urgent needs. They're caring for furry friends who don't yet have a home. Please consider donating some items that can be dropped off with us. Thank you. Urgent needs. Wet kitten food. I am Sheba or science diet. Paper towel, toilet paper, brown paper bags, peanut butter, baby food, canned chicken, must be in water, not oil. Items that are needed but not as urgently. Unscented cat litter. Feral food, like meow mix or equivalent, pumpkin, catnip, lickable cat treats, sliced cheese, craft singles or similar, and hot dogs. 
So you bring that over to Irv uh, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, and then that's it. You're in business. Now, what she said about the Amazon thing, I don't see that, but as soon as I get that, uh, I will pass that along. So there you go. Very, very cool. Well done to everybody at Irvine's. Look at that lobby. Oh my gosh, you guys have changed so much. Look at that. And there's the coffee hot chocolate machine. Oh, I can't wait to go over there and, and, and just have at it on that thing. All right. That's a lot of loose ends that I wanted to tie. Thank you so much for uh, being part of this. Now, next thing to talk about. Maureen writes, by the way, are we planning to go to the car show again? I would love to go. Thursday night, I stay over for the work. I stay over for work the next day. Tyler says Megan's a fantastic barista as well with that coffee machine. When is the car show? Fuck, I got it written down, but I don't know off the top of my head. Sometime in August. It's the, the date is saved. Maybe Bosco's after the car show, Eric. Absolutely. I'll make you your fries absolute master at the fries okay moving on on this late edition of the eric zancho podcast hang on i gotta respond to this i'm just talking to the latest eric zancho podcast kidney donor this is actually the only one but this guy scott uh how do i say his last name panawazic uh, saw the old EZ kidney donation adventure and he said, fuck that. I can do it too. Saw a news story on uh, channel 13 local dude and said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it. And he just gave it away. He just did it on Monday. Saved this chick's life. I'm so proud of this guy. I've been talking to him. So I just invited him on the show, Scott, uh, Panawazic. And, uh, I said, Hey, cause he just got released from the hospital today. And uh, he said, can we do tomorrow? Just getting settled at home. Also, maybe going to see if she's available. You got it. Thanks, brother. Okay. So, new friend for your old pal, EZ. We're like kidney brothers now. Uh, car show is August 24. Um, okay. What do I want to talk about? Oh, my God. Some babies are in the news. This is really fucked up. Baby story number one. This is um, one of those we didn't know we were pregnant thing. And I guess these two people, they're, they're young, young couple. Um, the baby comes flying out of the chick. And one second before the baby was born... They had no idea that she was pregnant. So they're walking into like a, by an area of businesses somewhere. And I think it was Texas. Yeah. Um, and there's a business that specializes in like, believe it or not, mobility scooters. So they go, we need a scooter out here. This chick just had a baby. And she's like walking through the parking lot. And the baby's still attached by the umbilical cord. And she's dragging the baby 
as it's hanging out of her vagina. And they're like, what the fuck just happened? Can you imagine the surprise you would have when a baby comes flying out of you? Maureen says she loves baby flies out and didn't know pregnant stories. I do too. It's so great. The baby's fine. The mom's fine. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Hang on. I just ran 10 seconds of this story with no sound. I'm having a terrible time with this today. It's been one of those days. I've enjoyed doing the show, but I keep fucking shit up. Let me let me start the whole thing over again. Yes, we do have some available. After hours of calls and customers, Angela Owens figured the teen boy who walked in around two yesterday was just one more. And I thought he was a customer. I asked him if I could help them. When he said his baby and girlfriend needed help, she ran, assuming the child was choking. And I opened the passenger door to see a young girl sitting there with a newborn baby in her Look at wrapped in a towel. Look at, look at, the baby has got the full head of uh, uh, uterine meat hair going on. That's a lot of hair on a baby. Holy shit. Our old Tabitha Perry was also working at Highline Mobility. By the way, Tabitha's hot. And grabbed a wheelchair. On the phone with 911, Owens helped tie the umbilical cord with a string. There was no thought into it really. It was, that was, it was, yeah. What do you think about that look, uh, MILF with that? Uh, neck choker. I think that's a hot look. I like that. Being a mother. We had to do Wasn't it Joe who says that that means you're a black belt in BJ's? But we had to do. There wasn't any. There's no other option at that point. Both have three kids and could tell the new teen parents were frightened and in shock. Worried they wouldn't make it to a safe haven spot. Owens accepted the child herself. Did some crying. She was moving. She was trying to suckle on her fist to try to get food. I hope that... So they, they gave... They said, here you go. They they got rid of the umbilical cord, and then they just gave it to these people that are working at the at the mobility store. Here, it's your baby now. Seriously. That's what we're... That they don't end up in trouble because yeah. I feel like they did the right thing. Yeah, they did that's what bed. we're worried that's about. That's what's killing me right yeah. now. The Safe Haven or Baby Moses law says that any child under 60 days old can be taken to any fire station or hospital in the state of Texas, but the child does have to be taken inside. We are mostly concerned about the child and the mother. We want to make sure they get the care that they need. Police said they don't know if there will be charges. Grateful just that the child and mother are healthy and that the wrong... Why would there be charges? ...wrong place turned out to be the perfect one. Absolutely uh, a saving grace at this point. I'm proud of them for asking for help. Um, that doesn't happen all the time. That's it? All right. Now, I, I don't know how it works. I mean, if, in one of those scenarios, when you like surrender your baby, does that mean you have no chance of getting it in the future? I need to know how old these kids were. I, w I, I need to know more about the um, didn't know uh, pregnant, didn't know I was pregnant, that scenario, which is <sighs> the amount of times that people have said, um, how? when um someone said yeah i didn't know i was pregnant and I, it's still a valid question and no matter how many times i hear it i can't quite grasp what's happening does that actually occur where a person where if a young lady is pregnant it doesn't show nothing at all
even um like if someone is a little beefy like maybe she's uh you know pleasantly plump or something like that i can i can see it but there are times that people are slightly built and like i didn't know i was pregnant and the whole idea of uh you you're you no longer have a menstrual cycle plus the child's a term baby even if you like maureen says a lot of times they're overweight and you can't tell however even if it is even if that is the case the baby's moving all the time in there it's it wants out it's like let me fuck out of here move that that come on now like if i have a fart moving through my colon i know it my grandson's mom wore baggy sweatshirts i had no idea she was six months along yeah okay yeah I, I believe that but still six months we're talking nine months how uh and then the idea that they gave up the baby um that's fantastic I wonder if they can get the kid back, though. I would hope that they could. Chris says good for her for having the baby and giving it up instead of killing it. Yeah, that that's true. But how? again, keep in mind, she didn't know it was, she was pregnant. She's just walking around and a baby come flying out of her. All right. The next story is, is horrible. There's a dead child involved. I want to get out in front of this so you know it, there's, a, there's a dead child alert on this story. So if I just say, hey, guess what? And then just start playing the story, you know, I mean, and then you find out during the story, there's a dead child. So I got to kind of like talk about it for a little bit. It's a local story where this stupid bitch, she's a total junkie and she kept all of her fucking drugs available for the toddler to consume them. And the kid did and the kid died. And now this stupid whore is going to prison for a while. This is so great. And I I stand by, um, well, actually, before I comment further, I'm going to go ahead and play the story. Now, I, I said video check, audio check has been a problem with me today, so I want to make sure that I do that. There they are. They're ready to go. Here we go. Audio check, video check. It says guilt, regrets, pain. Mother sentenced after son's OD death. Of a 17-month-old child that died in Kentwood after consuming antidepressant pills. Okay, now you notice she's coming into the courtroom with a black eye. I'll bet you somebody socked her in one of the uh, one of the sisters beat her ass in jail as they should. 17-month-old child that died in Kentwood after consuming antidepressant pills was sentenced to prison this afternoon. News 8's Demetrius Sanders was in the courtroom at that sentencing. When it was handed down, he joins us live in studio with more. Demetrius? Well, Emily and Brian, as part of an agreement, Hope Marshall had her involuntary manslaughter charge dropped, but in May, she pled guilty to second-degree child abuse. Today, Marshall emotional as she learned her fate. I'm a mother full of guilt, shame, regrets, and stupidity. Pain. A mother's worst nightmare is losing a child. But what do you do when your own actions are responsible? You go to prison. Wait till you hear more about this. You might be like, easy, you're being cold. Wait till you hear the circumstances in this one. Those are the words of Hope Marshall prior to being sentenced to at least 18 months in prison. By the way, if your lawyer comes to court with that haircut, it's time to get a new lawyer. 
For the death of her toddler son, Caden Woods, Caden died from acute bupropion and deloxetine toxicity. Both are antidepressants. Caden is in my world and I failed him so bad. I let my drug addiction destroy my precious son's life and my two other sons' life as well. On June 23rd last year, Caden was found unresponsive at a home in Kentwood on Prince Albert Southeast and Garland Street Southeast. When investigators searched the home, they found hazardous items, including a soup pot filled with vomit. What? A soup pot filled with vomit? Now, I don't know how hazardous a soup pot filled with vomit that's pretty much a staple meal plan uh, uh, choice for former Zaniacs. But nevertheless, they got a fucking pot filled with vomit. Jesus. A marijuana pipe and Xanax. Investigators also located three loose antidepressants, which Marshall said belonged to her. This is the third one of these cases that I've had in the last six months where parents or parents and their significant others had left drugs around their place, on the floor, on tables, where children have gotten to them and have died as a result. Judge Paul Denenfield says he hopes these incidents sends a message to parents to keep all drugs out of the reach of children. If parents want to sit around and use drugs, whether it's legal or illegal, I guess that's a choice they make on their own. Children don't make a choice of being tempted by things that children would normally reach out and try to ingest. It's ridiculous that this judge has to explain this to a mother of three. ...says in prison and afterwards, she hopes to turn her life around. I hope you can see how bad I want to change my life and how sorry I am for my actions and how much I've reflected on them. I just want help and the fact that I had to lose my son to realize that is sad. I'm sorry for rambling. Now, Caden's father... I think she's saying the right things. I mean, if there's no rock bottom, I mean, if there's a rock bottom, this would have to be it. And if it's not, well, then she's dead. She's going to die. Kyle Wood also received a sentence of at least 30 months for the toddler's death. The maximum penalty. Wait a minute. Now, Caden's father, Kyle Wood, also received a sentence of at least 30 months for the toddler's death. The maximum penalty for Wood and Marshall is 10 years. Oh, Emily. All right. That's fucking horrible. I guess what I want to say here. And I've said it before, but it's, it, it's worth mentioning. If we have to pass an aptitude test to learn how to drive, you should have to pass an aptitude test to have children. This is part of the uh, Eric Zane presidential campaign New Deal. I would make it an executive order that you have to pass an aptitude test to breed. If you do not take or if you flunk the aptitude test and you have a child, it is taken from you until you pass the aptitude test. Chris says you should all ha- also have to do that to vote. That sounds fantastic. Trucker Dan says Clevin from Idiocracy. Never seen the film, but perhaps there's some similarities. Kenny writes just a few months ago in Nashville, there was an illegal authorized daycare where a baby died and was only found when other parents went there to pick up their kids. The daycare lady wasn't even there. Oh my God. 
Uh, whenever I know that my grandkids are coming over, holy fuck, man. There is all sorts of shit I do. I go to every medicine cabinet and I take all medicines out because I know what kids do. And then I take my guns and I lock them or put them in absolutely impossible to reach places. Because as I've described to you before, there's guns everywhere here. Hey, where's your guns? Uh, everywhere. Why? Well, I got to be near it. Why the, what good is it if I don't have one near me? I've got one right here, but I don't want to pull it out because if I do, I'll get some type of uh, uh, a Twitch ticket. They'll say that I'm promo- I'm I'm trying to cause a mass shooting or some shit. I'm serious. It's there's a holster to the underside of the uh, of the fucking counter here, so that I can just grab it and turn around. I should probably face the door. One of you suggested that I turn this this shit around, and I'm going to. I am going to turn this all around so that I'm not. My back is not to the door. <laughs> Maureen says, we saw the one under the bed with Darla. Oh, that's the big kahuna. That's the shit. That's the home, de- the home defense shotgun. Cole says, how many guns do you have? Standard answer, not enough. I'm never more than an arm's reach away. Everywhere. I keep I keep a piece on me when I'm mowing the lawn. Fuck. All right, so that was a horrible story, and I'm glad that dumb bitch is going to fucking prison. Let's move on and discuss this crazy fuck in Kentucky. Uh, whoever sent it, I forget, might have been Chris, said uh, Kentucky, the new Florida, after this story. Cops wanted to uh, raid this dude's house because they thought he said there was like illegal weapons there. There they they thought there was illegal weapons there, but come to find out that he is illegally obtaining human body parts. Look at FBI finds remains decorated around the Bullet County man's home during a search. Let's get into it. Well, Vicky James, not first Scott. On the FBI's radar, when they were investigating a Pennsylvania man who was found to be in possession of human organs and was connected with other people who were selling remains. That led them to execute a search warrant on Knott's Mount Washington home yesterday, and what they found was disturbing. We do want to warn you, some of the details you're about to hear are graphic. Looks like Sam the Jew. You guys remember Sam the Jew? I think he's uh, one of. I think he is part of the second wave of people that uh, that left the show. I really, I really believe that. I haven't heard from him in forever, nor seen him. I think he um, was big on the um, bashing the transgender community. Sam the Jew. My theory is he left because of my opinions on the matter. And then someone quit Patreon and put a line that said differences in opinion. And I suspect that was him, but whatever. Who cares? By the way, I could be 100% wrong on all of that, but I bet I'm not. Tuesday morning, this normally quiet neighborhood was awakened by federal agents serving a search warrant on this home. Inside was James Knott, a man suspected to be involved in a network of people selling human remains online. 
Caroline Branham was at home asleep across the street. I think they stole some of hers. You see that chick? Her son's girlfriend was awake. She got up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Whoa! Holy shit! This is proof that aliens exist. If, uh, if you do not have access, this is what you need to do. If you're listening to the audio podcast, you need to click on the link for this story in the show notes to see this chick. Holy fuck. Morning, saw the blue lights and everything, and she still didn't know for sure what was going on. According to court documents, when agents asked not if anyone else was inside his residence, he responded, only my dead friends. <laughs> Once inside, the meaning behind those chilling words became clear to agents. During their search, they found 40 human skulls, spinal cords, femurs, and hip bones. Wow. Some of the skulls were used as decoration, one wearing a headscarf, another sitting on the bed where not slept it's a shock he's probably he's you know that term hey you're gonna get skull fucked i'm pretty sure that guy put his dick into an eye hole when i heard this this, you just never know who your neighbor is anymore but it doesn't end there according to court documents look at that that is uh again another image uh, from the former zaniac facebook page self-portrait Knott was also selling human remains on Facebook under the alias William Burke. The FBI says Knott has been linked to a network of people in several states who are believed to be trafficking human remains. Some of the remains are believed to have been stolen from a mortuary in Little Rock, Arkansas, while others were allegedly taken by a morgue manager at the Harvard Medical School. Agents even finding a Harvard Medical School bag inside Knott's home. Oh, boy. Also found weapons ammunition and materials to make destructive devices yes i'm shocked i mean but anymore nowadays nothing surprises me you know this lady has potential to be a meme oh this world is just when i was younger those skulls are more attractive than this woman and you know things have changed Right now, the only charge not is facing is the possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. If he's convicted, not faces up to 10 years in the big one. Live in studio tonight, Drew Garter, WLKY News. I'm just hanging with my dead friends. Jesus. Well, Maureen says, good Lord, he's insane. Gosh, you can really buy, you, you really can buy anything online. Referring to that lady, is she one of the corpses? Ha ha, your reaction was priceless. Jeez. That is unbelievable. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the day is getting long. I want to remind you, though, that uh, I'm on Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane, just 20 bucks. Still waiting on my first one at $20 price point. I raised the price recently. I think I've scared everybody, everybody away. It was 15 Now it's 20 for Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I have T-shirts available at my website, ericzaneshow.com. Click merch. Uh, hello to Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. Congrats to Chris uh, K getting the new AC installed from Joe. Thank you for calling upon Joe. That's what I want you to do with all of my sponsors is call upon them when in need. Uh, that keeps them happy, which means they keep me happy. 616-516-8579.
if you need any help at all with a uh, scheduled repair job with your AC or your furnace or you need a new one installed, they can help you with that, of course. Get your uh, AC tuned up. Might just need a good tune-up for just $79. A&E heating and cooling, 616-516-8579. I, uh, one more to mention, that is our beloved pals over at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 616-532-6600. The best in the business. If you are in the West Michigan area, uh, make this a priority when it comes to getting your vehicle repaired. Family veteran lady owned. 616-532-6600. Early bird drop off, late bird pickup. And uh, you can even get a loaner car for free. <coughs> Excuse me. With Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, where the dealers take the cars that they can't fix to them. That's true. And of course, the absolute cream of the crop when it comes to servicing hybrids and EVs, which are becoming more and more of a thing. Irvine's.com. Your asshole of the day today. Yesterday it was Jonah Hill. God, that was weird, man. What an insecure fuck. He's with a chick who models for a living, and he doesn't like that she models for a living. Control freak, psychopath, fuck you. Uh, all right. Brought to you by TC Paintball. Who's it going to be today? I got... Uh, oh, man. The people who banned the uh, Hudsonville School Board... Banning the Jarhead book. That's that's a bad one. That's a uh you got Lady Whose Baby Died. That one's so bizarre and sick and serious. Crazy fuck in Tennessee. Not Tennessee, Kentucky. Um But after all is said and done, you know it's bad when a school board is going up against a uh, lady who's she accidentally killed her baby because she left her drugs around, and it's going to the Hudsonville School Board uh, for that nonsense of banning the book Jarhead. Fuck you, Hudsonville School Board. And fuck you, Ottawa Impact. Your day is coming. Enjoy it while it lasts. First thing that you will encounter is the recall of Lucy Ebel in about three, four months. Then... It is, you are no longer the majority with six of you fucks on the commission. You will then only have five on an 11-person commission. You will then be fucked right in the butt. That is the beginning of the end for you. One year later, one year later, you will be voted out and everybody will be happy. That is my time today. Thank you for being part of the Eric St. Joe podcast. Join me on listener-supported ad-free Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. It's free for seven days. Sign up now so you can hear who are these free beers. Episode three just recorded yesterday. Who are these Zanes? Episode 30 recorded yesterday. Ryan says, when will the Patreon happen? Well, it better happen soon because I got to be in downtown Grand Rapids by 2.20 p.m. So I think I'm going to go get a snack and then I'll be doing the Patreon. Have a good one, folks. Until next time, bye-bye.
Ring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.